Welcome to the Salon Crowd podcast. I'm Matilda Heather, here with Emerald Florence, and we are salon owners discussing all things life and business. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode six of the Salon Crowd podcast. You're joined by me, Matilda, and Emerald. Hello. Um, Today, our subject is on COVID, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. Um, And we are going to be discussing how it's affected our businesses um, in the past year. We are coming up to the year anniversary now. Um, So I think we should just bring it back to the very start of COVID. Feels like Um, a long time ago. It it doesn't, it doesn't for me, I think. It's like, I feel like we are in March. And it started in March. Yeah, but I feel like we're still in March last year in a weird way. Like we've just lost 12 months of our life. Yeah. Technically Um, we have, I suppose. Well, we have, this is true. I mean, I remember quite vividly when coronavirus was on the media and they were talking about how um, it was obviously overseas. Um, and I was thinking, oh, you know, oh, that sounds bad for them. Didn't really yeah. kind of think about the fact Didn't that Didn't think it's... about it coming to the UK. No, not at all. And then even when it did, I was like, no, don't be silly. Yeah. I remember when it hit, uh, was it Italy that it hit really bad mm. just before us? And um, one of my members of staff had a break booked to Venice. And she was like, oh, I don't know where to go because I'm going to have to quarantine. I was like, go, you'll be fine. <laughs> and then loads Get of clients... Get on that gondola. Yeah, loads <laughs> of clients were like, don't do it, don't yeah. do it. And um, she would have had to quarantine for two weeks after. And then it started to get a bit real. Yeah, it did. I mean, I, I well, when they kind of, it hit the UK, I was like, well, isn't it just like the flu or something? And then people started saying, well, no, Matilda, this is a virus that's never happened before. And people are dying. And then that that was like the real wake up. I was like, oh, wait, so... I don't know. I was obviously very naive to it. I think a lot of people were, though. I think everybody was a bit like, no, it won't affect us. Mm. And then obviously it did. I remember when um, we went into that lockdown. I want to say, was it the 20... 28th, wasn't it? 20 something. something like 24th of, of March, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was around that sort of date. Mm. And I remember I had a little cry on the way home. I literally locked up the salon. We cleaned the, the salon from top to bottom. We we sort of sorted it all out, knowing that we weren't going to open for a while. And I remember driving away and I had a little cry. And I was like, oh, I just oh, had to Did you put a really doors. sad song on yeah, as well? Yeah, I just felt really just sorry for myself. Just to emphasize yeah. the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just felt really sorry for myself. Not in a million years did I think we would have been locked down for so long. What do we go from? March until... Um, do, I didn't think we got. We didn't. It was July fourth. Yeah, so we didn't open till August because beauty was beauty later. Beauty was later. Yeah. So, I mean, I do remember. Um, it's funny because you know, on Instagram, it shows you like your archives from however long ago. And I found one the other day, and it's a story of me going, "Don't worry, guys, we'll be back in two weeks. See you in two weeks." <laughs> and I thought, right, my salon can handle being closed for two weeks. We can afford that. That's okay. And then, and the the biggest thing for me though at that time was obviously having um, staff. Everyone asks you as the boss and manager and all the rest of it. So they were all coming up to me, going, Matilda and Martha, what's going on? Uh, how long are we going to be closed? Da, da, da. And me and Martha kind of just sort of staring at each other, blinking, going, "Don't worry, guys, it's going to be absolutely fine." We had no clue what was going on. 
the government didn't know at that point. Do you remember? Like, yeah. If they didn't know, we didn't know. And, and I, we we just kind of have to pretend. Oh, it's oh be fine. we faked it until we made it. Yeah. You know? And um, obviously, we were then locked down for a lot longer than two weeks, and that's when it kind of really hit me because at that point they hadn't released any sort of budgeting for any of the small businesses. Um, I mean. My salon is in a very high rent area in Bath. Um, it is not a cheap or reasonable place to yeah, run. Yeah. Um, so we sh- we went into lockdown just at a quarter time, which means that all of the big biggie bills had just come out. So we kind of thought, right, well, we've got three months of being in this lockdown and we have three months of not earning anything so that there was two weeks there where I think I was just having a mental breakdown internally and privately because I didn't want to put that on my staff I wanted to make sure that they were like you know trying to reassure them when in reality I had absolutely no idea Martha and I we were just kind of we were a bit shell-shocked do you know what I mean because especially for new companies like ours you know, we've only at that point we were only up and running two years, which is a very it's still a baby in the business world. Yeah, because what do they say that is? You've said this to me before. Is it like three years onwards is when actually when you are meant to start making a profit and all of that? Yeah, kind of thing. they say it's three years. You shouldn't three expect year mark, to see a profit before three years. Yeah, and you also if you haven't uh, closed before three years, then your company is more than likely to make it. I think the statistic is like 80% more likely or something to, yeah. to make it long-term if you make over three years. Obviously we hit COVID at two years. Yeah. So, you know, um, and then, then they released the budget, didn't they? So, um, that financial limbo was a scary time. Oh my, that, like, like the before worst you time knew of my life. anything was going to be yeah. given to us or even how much, because they could have gone, oh, you can have X amount. And then you think, well, okay, that will cover, I don't know, bills, but it doesn't cover rent or whatever. Oh, yeah. Did I mean, you, have you had any rent relief throughout no. this? No. So that was the other thing. Obviously, um, a lot of places, their landlords said, look, don't worry about it. Um, or they said, let's defer or whatever. Um, we didn't get any of that, unfortunately. Um and I think what it was is that we didn't also didn't want to kind of defer it um, because we were just delaying debt. I'm not I'm not massive yeah. on delaying debt yeah, at all. I'm, I'm, you know, get a bill, I'll pay it straight I'd, away. Yeah, I'd rather just pay it so yeah. it's not hanging over my head at a later date. Yeah. See, when we went into the lockdown, I had two salons. So it was yeah. two lots of overheads. That's intense. And I was thinking, oh my God. And I, then, I remember the breakdowns that you and I were having to each yeah. other, actually. I was so scared because two of them, like all the stress that comes with that. And obviously that's two different landlords. They have two different views on, you know, rent relief and stuff like that. One of them gave me, I think, I think it was a uh, a month I had. And then one of them was like half price or something. Again, it's I had to pay it at the end anyway. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. It's not money off. No. It's no, money no. that you're going to yeah. have to pay at the end of your So it's lease. not like they're going, don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah I mean, absolute dream if they were. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, but the other one, I've continued to pay the whole time through. So yeah, it was, it, it was a juggling act, definitely. And yeah. I think... That first bit was really difficult. But then obviously once they started giving the grants, the grants are incredible. Yeah. We wouldn't still be open if we didn't get hundred percent. I think that everyone has different views on how our government have handled the situation of coronavirus. 
I think from a business perspective, even though I'm part of the excluded UK of being a limited company director, yeah, yeah, me even too. with that, I do think they've done a jolly good job. <laughs> the only thing I will say is I think for us, because we have a shop like on a high street, it's been great. Mm -hmm. I'm on the forums and I see a lot of, I don't know if you see this on anything, but a lot of people that are self-employed, work from home, mobile, mm -hmm. they've been so that, left yeah, quite so a lot. Obviously, excluded UK, um, which is a term used for people who weren't eligible for grants or much really at all, um, that was really tough for them. I had two girls who are self-employed and they only had recently gone self-employed. So obviously that meant they weren't entitled to the grant because they hadn't put in a tax return for uh, 2019. Yeah, we had that. We've, I've got yeah. a number of staff who was in the same position. And I tell you what, I felt so bad for them because they've got mortgages, they've got rent. I mean, um, Martha and I were exactly the same. So being uh, company directors, you didn't get any grants. Um, you know, so it was extremely tough for some. Um, the grants, however, so the grant in the first one made sure that I could pay the rent for the following quarter, yeah. which meant that I could keep the jobs of everyone in it. So even yeah. though some of them have had a really tough time, I've managed to still keep a roof over their heads. And that's yeah. why they did the grants in the first place for places that, that pay rents and rates like that and imagine if you didn't get the grant imagine the knock-on effect that would have so for example oh, all you 18 members of staff would be out of job well that's it and then all these landlords that all have pro properties that they're renting out mm -hmm. to people well then those would all go under as well yeah. landlords would be going out of business like it, the knock-on effect on the economy would be horrendous furlough mm -hmm. is amazing because that's meant that obviously we've been able to keep our employed keep staff yeah. which is great so you know and i've got so our staffing works we're similar-ish but just slightly different ratios aren't we so mm -hmm. I've got kind of a hybrid some are self-employed and some are employed most of mine are employed mm -hmm. um most of yours are self-employed aren't they they with, are uh, I've with, got apprentices who are all employed who are all employed yeah. and so I think it must be hard for your lot because obviously most of them are self-employed so they've all had to they've all had fend for themselves a bit yeah they have I mean they my lot are really good at kind of getting on with it you know they, they've accept they accept the situation that is they know they can't do anything about it um some of them have, are great at saving so they knew that they were going to be okay and then you know some of them are reliant on the self-employed grant I mean to be honest most people in Britain are on a month-by-month -month basis yeah if they lose a month's wage they could see them clearly into the red um, so the grants and things for the self-employed was, was so, so important. Um, I know a lot of people, um, obviously it shifted for not just our industry. A lot of people then started working from home or were on furlough. And a lot of people say live in the furlough dream, which to be fair yeah. for some, I think it's been bloody Have brilliant. Have you seen you know? that, that meme that goes around where there's like a yacht, like a super yacht, beautiful yacht, <laughs> and it's like the furloughed and then there's like someone on like a little rickety raft and then it's like the self-employed. <laughs> self yeah, and it's so true, yeah. you know. Um, and at that point it was it was coming into summer, wasn't it? And we had a really hot time of it. Yeah. Um, so for us, Martha and I, we already had booked in uh, renovations to go on in the April for the salon because of course so you had to fund that we had to fund that because it was already booked yeah. deposits were some of the deposits were already paid we had to pay the outstanding balances so that's when Martha and I went to work so for the first lockdown we 
um yeah you spent a lot of time in the salon didn't you every day renovating every day and it was full-on um we did electrics we did um like everything we built cupboards we put the cupboards up like we're very handy like that especially Martha she is incredible at that um I'm kind of the one that holds the heavy stuff while she does all the intricate so me and my sister have this this conversation so she's the brains I'm the bitch so basically she tells me what to do and how to do it and I do it yeah so would you say that Martha's the brains and you're the bitch oh 100% (laughs) Martha rules roost in our twinship and I think but it's a good dynamic because it does work um and we, you know, we really used a lot. Once we knew that we could pay the rent for that quarter, our brains were settled a little bit. Yeah. Um, we knew that the clients were there. We wanted to get really interactive with our social medias, um, let the clients know that we're thinking of them and, you know, we're going to be raring to go when we come back. Think- You've been really good on your social media. I've been terrible. I don't so know. I'm you normally. Give a hard time. I, but normally I'm on it. Like I'm always kind of putting lots on my story. I'm always uploading every day, normally, you know, one or two posts a day. And there's always stuff on my story because obviously there's lots going on in the salon. I had a lot of backlog of pictures to put up. But I tell you what, I've just, I've used this time to really just go, no, I'm going to enjoy a bit of me time now. Mm. I feel like I've neglected my family life for so long where I've push, pushed and put so much into the salon that I haven't actually taken the time to kind of step back and go, Oh, I just want to yeah. just want to enjoy the time. I must admit this current lockdown or the the third lockdown um I've done the same uh coming away from it all and actually just taking a, a bit moment. of a detox because yeah. if you think running a business it consumes you it takes over your life so you you eat sleep breathe business I know you and I are very similar like we'll be messaging each other at you know 11 o'clock at night and we'll be leaving each other voice notes of like so I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and my spreadsheet about this and like just chatting business stuff to each other and that's you know we could be even doing it on a Saturday night do you know what I mean mm. it doesn't matter because we are constantly thinking about business yeah um but I think for me it's been really nice to kind of have that time that first lockdown was my kind of reevaluate my lifetime so I sat there and I went no I'm going to streamline the business I've got a small salon and a big salon I'm going to shut down the small salon move it all to the big salon I need to you know I just wanted to reevaluate stuff I want to spend more time with my children and I feel like it's about time now you know my little boy's starting secondary school I feel like things get real in secondary school and I want to be present I want to be listening to him and not in a minute in a minute I do think it did the lockdowns in itself uh, for some people it didn't change at all did it like yeah. a lot of people just worked from home or already had worked from home so to, to them it didn't change or some people bit. have continued uh, have had to work the entire time yeah so, you yeah know. and obviously all the key workers you know yeah. it's got even harder for a lot of people we're just talking about what's happened in our industry and in our experience and I think a lot of people did and have done of reevaluating how they want to proceed on um you know we Um, I've known people who have actually stepped away from their career and moved into a completely different industry altogether. Yeah. And, you know, some people will think I've reevaluated and gone, oh, no, I love this and I want to push it more. And they've really worked on that. Um, So I I think there are positives that have come out of this awful, devastating uh, virus. Um, So I think that that has to be said, like the... The, the negatives are there and they are so horrendous. As an economy, we are completely broken. Um, however, I think we're going to build back up again. Didn't they say 
that uh, we're in more debt than World War Two, and we've yeah, only I've heard that. we've only just paid off World War Two. Yeah, so like last year we paid off World War Two, and now we've had That's Corona. That's insane. Um, obviously, my concerns moving forward is um, the tax rates going up. He yeah. has done the budget. Um, I was thinking about this whole VAT because we're not getting the VAT relief, are we? We're not getting VAT relief. As and much I was as thinking the reason that they haven't given it to us, and I mean this is just my little spin on it, but I think it's because we pay so much into that VAT pot. Oh my that God. If they were well, to we half it, they'd lose back. too much money. We can't claim yeah, back. Yeah, because so half in... of our products don't carry yeah. VAT. Well, I mean, yeah, our industry, it's it's so tough for us being in paying such high VAT because we cannot claim everything but at all. I mean, it's a service industry. So if I was to go, okay, that's X amount for your cut plus VAT, we can't. you can't put VAT on a service. Yeah. I mean, because, you could, but you could potentially... Well, you just blow, blow yourself out the market, wouldn't you? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you can't be 20% higher than yeah. every other salon in your area because people that, I mean, obviously you would still have your you know, really dedicated clients, but the likelihood of you gaining mm-hmm. new clients, they're going to look at your prices and go, hang on a minute. Yeah. You know, because, just, so we kind of have to absorb the VAT all the time. Yeah. So. I mean, I think, so going back to kind of the Yeah, COVID, we're digressing a we bit. We are, we've, we've gone <laughs> off again. It's classic, classic us that. Um, after the, um, once everything had calmed down and we knew we could play uh, the rent, we renovated the whole place. And then, you know, really kind of, for me, I've used, I call it the gift of time because mm. as business owners, we don't get time. Even it's on the days. for time. Oh yeah. But even, don't you find, even on the days that we're not physically doing clients, there's still not enough time to do all of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Like if you think about your day off, so my day off during the week, I need to get to the bank. I need to do my food shop. Payroll. I need to do all of that. Yeah. Do your payroll. So mine is always mixed between personal and business mm-hmm. because also when do you book your appointments? always on your day off. So if you've got to go mm-hmm. to the dentist or the doctors or whatever, you always do it on your day off. And for me, my day off is limited to around six hours because that's when I have childcare yeah. <laughs> because my kids are at school. And then once the kids are back, then it's like, obviously before all of this has, has been happening, but it would be clubs and it would be, you know, or doing all that stuff. stocking the salon. I find on a Monday, I was always going off and getting all the refreshments and all of that stuff and then rolling in all the receipts, then doing the hours and the rotor of what everyone's doing it's, it's never really you never get time for the knit and grit yeah like a spreadsheet or we have gone to town on the spreadsheet oh me <laughs> i tell you what i hate a spreadsheet but i also love a spreadsheet yeah now. and i feel like i said like i've i've sent you like oh look at what i've been doing because i know you'll appreciate my spreadsheet <laughs> whereas i feel like many people do not appreciate this i mean spreadsheets are so boring yeah so i also have a newfound respect for all accountants out there yeah i think that they're an absolute dream yeah um to put up with, with i mean they, they obviously love it don't they yeah. i'm personally not into um maths my brain <laughs> so do you do you get this you know when you ask someone for directions and they go, come out of here, turn left, turn right, da, da, da. Within the thir- first 30 seconds, my brain is like, la, 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 la. Yeah. I'm not paying Tell any attention. Tell me the pretty tree that it's yeah, near. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would listen to. That's because we have creative minds. Yeah. Whereas some people have much more like they they are good at focusing on stuff. They're good with numbers. They're good with stuff like mm. that. So I feel like we're in the right profession. I do. And I think that this podcast, for example, would have never had started had it not been for COVID because we're yeah. always so busy that you and I getting a schedule just for me to get an appointment with you for, yeah. for my 
own eyebrows is hard enough, let alone us do something business related together or friendship related together. It's just hard. Yeah, to fit it um, all in. Yeah. Whereas we've had the time to be able to, um, like you say, streamline the business, um, put put our efforts into different um, categories. So whether it be social media, training, um, education. Organizing. And I mean, I've said many a time on this mm. podcast, organizing is not my strong point. Mm. So organizing has been something that's been really helpful for me. Going through all of my health and safety stuff, like all of my staff, I've sent them these like online health and safety things that I need them to do before yeah. they return to work. You know, all this kind of stuff gone through, made sure that like, all of my bits and bobs are up together, you know, fire stuff and all yeah. of that stuff you need to do. But both of us have done something which I will say I'm embarrassed that I've never done it before. So I, and I know you have, we've put together a spreadsheet which has detailed exactly how much each of our treatments cost yeah. to do. Now, game changer, I guys. have never done that. And mm. that's terrible because I should know. So whenever I've put my pricing... I've normally kind of either been told on the course I've done how much roughly you can charge or I've kind of just roughly guessed or I've, you know, you do a bit of market research and you think, okay, you know, this is what so-and-so is charging. I'll kind of go in the middle. You kind of do it like that. Mm. But actually I never knew how much a treatment cost me to do. And we've done this spreadsheet and it is literally how much it costs in product, how much it costs in overheads, yeah. you know, how much, what do you make profit wise after you've paid your VAT and your I tax? Think, and I, on one of mine, I worked out how much it costs for the salon just to be open every 15 minutes. Which is insane. That's amazing. Yeah. To know that It's fact. a depressing number. Yeah. But yeah. It's I know now. It's a depressing spreadsheet. Yeah. How, I mean, I do, I would say to, that's probably a very, very good tip. And I'm glad that you brought that up. I think for anyone who is more of a creative, um, who gets scared, because I was so scared of any sort of spreadsheets or numbers. Actually, I would get a little bit of anxiety around that yeah. because it's the unknown. Everyone knows those are my anxieties, unknown, um, is to hire someone. So I've, Martha and I have actually basically enrolled in business school. Yeah, like which a business is amazing. University. So, and that's where they teach you how to do it. So you're not going in going, this is really overwhelming. I have no idea what I'm doing. So the top tip is to hire someone. Yes, your accountant can do that. You will have to pay them for taking time out to show you what is what. Um, there are tons and tons of business courses out there that are specifically designed for how to manage your cash flow, um, your bills, ev everything like that. And for you and I, I think it was the best thing that, that we've ever done is focus in on those sort of things. Yeah. Because going back, I don't feel so scared. I would just within my business run it like a creative so I'd be like oh let's put this on offer or let's do this or I'm yeah. gonna buy in this new now stuff and if I had thought beforehand okay put the price of that new now stuff into your spreadsheet and see you know do I need to up my prices by two pounds or do I need to you know do this or that with it do I you know need to give extra time for that can I afford to give extra time for that treatment things like that is really helpful. Like if I was doing monthly offers, I would just be randomly going, oh, I don't know, we'll, well do this and also this. you could be running at a loss. Yeah. You run the yeah. risk of running and at a loss. And actually, I will openly admit, I found one or two treatments. So one of them I make a 17 pence loss on wow. and another one I make, I don't know, like 20p profit. Well, what's the point in having that on my treatment yeah, menu? Yeah, scrap them. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. So, or you up your price. Yeah. So for me to have sat down and I, you've said this to me in one of your voice notes that it always felt like it was this 
looming thing hanging over my head that I just hadn't done. And I'm always like, yeah, I must do that. Mm. I must do that. And even you, because you did it first with your business course, didn't you? Yeah. And um, and then I got my brother-in-law to kind of custom make me. He's like our IT guy for the salon. Amazing. And he's made me this this spreadsheet, which is really in-depth and it literally breaks everything down and it, you know. And it breaks it down to, for you to understand. Yeah. I think that's that's the way to do it because a lot of the time when I've spoken to uh, not my not my personal accountant now she's brilliant um however she works for many many other people so she doesn't always have the time yeah I don't want to waste her time with trying to you know my brain computing stuff so breaking it down in really simple terms I think that's what you need and that's where business courses or people like your brother-in-law who have the time and patience of you and who understand how to even just input things on a spreadsheet like I had yeah. no idea how you get one column to add with the other column I mean I'm sure oh, I, I, I still school, don't but actually I still don't it's it's tricky but once you've done it once you mm. know so he showed me how to do it and I was like oh okay so I just copied what he showed me I'm pretty sure there's people listening to this who know exactly how to run a and they're laughing and they're thinking going, oh for god's sake <laughs> states, girls, how do you two even have a business you know but, it's, but that's it's, been a that's been a positive spin yeah on this whole yeah. situation like there's been lots of other bits and bobs I mean I've got some pink walls in the salon, which I painted pink, right? And I have gone on and on and on about. I've these heard pink about walls. these bloody pink, pink oh, walls since eighteen we've met. months. I've had them on the wall, and I have literally, I've just hated it, and I've just not. Why had did the you time. do it pink in the first place? Well, I don't know. I, I just felt I was you doing you something different. Yeah, I was trying to be a bit bougie, and was like, yeah, let's give it a go. I've not seen this color on anyone else's wall, so I painted it on. Literally first coat, I was like, oh, I don't like it. But you know, when you've done it, and you think, oh, you've dedicated now. Yeah, I can't be bothered. So I just left it, and I have always been saying I must do that, but I've never got round to it. So now I've got round to it. So it's given me time. You've got beautiful white walls now. To do these things. And when I, because we renovated the salon from top to bottom, I felt as if it was a bit of like a basic, it was a bit of an empty shell. You said to me before, you, you one of your, you did like a promo video right at the beginning, didn't you? You look back oh, at yeah. it now and feel like actually. It's so empty, it's so basic. Yeah. And as it's like a home, when you the, when you live in it, you start to fill it with things. And I feel like that's kind of given me a bit more time. Well, yeah. And you find your edge of what's going to fit your brand as yeah. well, I think. So I think for us, I mean, COVID obviously being in our industry has had an absolutely devastating effect. I know for a fact that the beauty industry has suffered a severe amount over uh, the hair industry. I think because people aren't going away, they're no longer getting, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but what I've seen in our salon is they're not getting their waxes, spray tanning, nails that they all yeah. usually do for things like a holiday. Um, some people have maybe stopped having their nails done because their circumstances have changed that so they can't quite afford it anymore. Um, hair is still very much in demand. I feel like hair is your bread and butter. Like I yeah. would never be ballsy enough to cut my own hair. Like never. Yeah. I might try and put well, a box colour on it, I but I know hair, obviously how detrimental that can be. Well, hair is more seems to be more of a priority than um, some beauty treatments. And I, maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it's because we're stuck in England and people can't go away. We're not socialising out in bars and people aren't doing the corporate meetings anymore. So they're not bothering with their manicures or, and, and people aren't spending out for things like massage because they think, well, that's silly because we're in a pandemic. I should be savvy and keep my money. Um, I would say the beauty industry probably lost 30% of its clients straight away because of weddings because of mm -hmm. holidays all of that being cancelled and also not being able to get back in because we're in a lockdown yeah but you know? I I would say so we have our 
are what I call bread and butter clients. They're people that religiously will have their lashes no matter what. doesn't matter if they're going somewhere, you know, they just yeah. love having them done or their nails or, you know, their facials. Those are treatments. They are people that will always have their treatments done. But then there is like a chunk of people, I would probably say 30% of our client base, who they will come to us because they're going on holiday. So we'll see them a few times a year when they've got big occasions or they've got mm-hmm. a girls' night out they want to get ready for, you know, those things. But then also don't forget, you get a client that will go, I'm just having my lashes done for holiday. And then three years later, they're still having their lashes done because they're obsessed with them. (laughs) And you aren't getting those people through the door anymore because people aren't just trying it for a special occasion and then falling in love with it. So I do think it's had a massive, massive impact. I I see it in um, my salon, in most other salons that offer beauty. I feel so bad for my twin sister who's beauty therapist by trade and her side of the team because they are beauty therapists and that is that is their bread and butter that is their career do you know it's horrible because it is you get that gut feeling of like oh my god I'm used to being so busy like I openly admit that I have never really pushed advertising never thought about marketing and I think I'm very lucky to have got to this point and never thought about marketing whereas now I know I'm going to have to work a little bit harder to yeah. get people through the door again. So but it's I like do starting think from scratch. It is, and but we've done it before, so we will do it again. Yeah, I suppose, so, yeah. You know, you got to think, for say for us two, 15 years ago when we first started in this industry, we didn't have one client to our name. Now we are fully booked for months and months in advance. But if you think it's taken that amount of time, for me it started off just me building up my clients and then it was kind of then my sister building up hers and then mm-hmm. it kind of just snowballed and then I feel like... You're now you've got to start from scratch. I'm very lucky that so like for for example with your business, I feel like probably the hair has probably propped you guys up for a while because of the, oh, the yeah, drop. For sure. My microblading and brows have kind of propped us up because mm-hmm. you know that's something that people aren't having done all the time. It's once a year, and you know they only trust me to do their eyebrows or Letitia to do their eyebrows. So you know I know that they are kind of our guaranteed clients yeah. I suppose um but it is like the the people that are having the smaller treatments that aren't I, coming I, in as I much I do think that we will bring it back um I think that the um general public out there want it back as well I think after all of this time they want to um invest in themselves again and go out not even just for us go out for that meal and yeah. really cherish that meal and, and feel like you look good yeah so I was talking to my husband and I said what's the one thing you're looking forward to doing and I you know I got some kind of football response from him yeah but for me it was like I cannot wait to get so glammed up I want lashes yeah. I want tan I yeah. want you know I want to have a really good facial I want it all and I want to feel amazing and then yeah. go on a night out with the girls like pre-drinks the lot like that yeah, is that's what, a vibe yeah that's what I'm looking forward yeah. to and that is what nobody has at the moment so obviously people are kind of like mm. wow what's the point I feel like that's why actually we've kind of all fallen into a bit of a depressing lull because we're not we haven't got the things to look forward to so I'm hoping fingers crossed if this roadmap goes as it should then mm-hmm. hopefully you know then we'll start having holidays again and we'll start people yeah. having their weddings I, I think mean, people will uh, appreciate those things a lot lot more because yeah. it's been taken away from us which we've never experienced in our whole entire lives our grandparents have never experienced this in yeah. their lives so I, I do think it's going to bring a new appreciation to all industries including ours um but I do, I 100% feel like I know that we're going to bring it back. We're going to come back fighting. We've done it before when we first started out and we will do it again. Yeah. Um, 
So to anyone who out there who is struggling and who is, you know, concerned and worried for their future within your industry or our industry, don't worry. Don't. Put it aside. You're going to bring it back. I know we are. I believe it. We, I'm that confident. We just did um, a little radio interview for Radio Buff, didn't we? What? And on the yeah, interview, we, we were so nervous. Um, on the interview, she said something really good. And she said that we've kind of either been feast or famine. And that yeah. is so true. Yeah. When we're open, we are ridiculously busy. Mm. Like I'm looking at my column now. It's overwhelming. Thinking about where I'm going to start rebooking. Well, I was already fully booked until past April. Yeah. So Same. we're going to open in April. And I've still got the clients that are already booked in. Plus I've got to fit See, in that three months worth before. my theory with all that is like, don't worry about it. We'll get it done. Everyone will get it done. I'll tell you what though. I'm going to work extra hours, but I'm not going to really well, break this myself. Is, this is the other thing. Um that I think a lot of people have had a taste of the kind of uh, being at home for a long amount of time. Yeah. Creating the work-life balance, I think, yeah. is very, very important. And obviously, for the first eight weeks, we're all going to be mental and it's going to have to be one of those things where we're all going to have to pull together. However, I do think that you shouldn't like you shouldn't be going back to doing six day weeks for the next six months. Yeah. Just don't do it. No, and the, and the thing is, is I feel like I was talking to my husband about this the other day that we were probably at the point, like, you know, when you hit the point of, like, oh, what's the word? Where you almost can't take it anymore, do you know what I mean? But you don't mm. even know you're at that point until you stop. Oh, yeah. Like, with work and, like, every every extra bit that you're doing and all that kind of stuff, like, I just felt like you almost needed the... I think a lot of people needed this moment to just stop. Yeah. Just take a minute and go, oh, my God, actually... Well, especially in our industry and the restaurant uh, industry... Uh, we're always so fast paced all yeah. the time and we don't have time to just stop and think like, yes, okay, coronavirus has been absolutely devastating. Um, I have family members who have closed their restaurants and cafes because of COVID. Um, however, some of them have reevaluated, you know, what what they want to do next, you know. And there's more to life than just working all the time. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and you, you can still that. and you can still have a successful business, but have a life as well. And I yeah. think for ten years I haven't had that. Yeah. I've literally worked, 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 and I have probably neglected, you know, my home life and my children and everything else. I've I've never I felt like I wasn't giving one hundred percent to everything. I was yeah. always giving a little bit. But yeah. actually, now I can look at it from this point of view that I've had this time to sit there and reevaluate. And now I've done this spreadsheet and now I know to we'll make more new profit strategies. in the time, you know, to make your business work for you. And then you haven't got to work as much. So mm. to do all the bits that we've done well, whilst that... we've been locked down is helpful. Yeah. I mean, there's that great quote, isn't there? Um, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And I think 100% that's what lockdown has done. Yeah. Is made me look at everything yeah. to work smarter, not harder. And it, it, I tell you what, it has a, it has made me appreciate uh, my team. Yeah. Like I, I, Martha and I have had the opportunity to kind of tweak a few things. And actually it's such a, it's such a beautiful environment to be in now. And we'll tweets. be nicer people to be around because we won't be as stressed. It's yeah. a better environment. I've always said I never, ever want my clients to feel like they're on a conveyor belt. Oh, no. You know. The worst. That's how people lose clients. And it's, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. And so I feel like I don't want people to feel like that because I'm, 
you know, working six days a week and I'm working 10 hour days each day or whatever. Yeah. I want them to know that, you know, I've, I'm doing a few clients in the day and they are getting 100% of me yeah. and, and the best of my ability rather than me being knackered, you know. I completely agree. And I think it's uh, good going forward for the team, for both of our teams as well, you know. Yeah. Um, so on that lovely little note, um, I'm going to wrap things up here. I hope you enjoyed listening to us today. Uh, just remember, it's going to get better, guys. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. If you like listening to our podcast today, feel free to subscribe, share. And if you've got something nice to say, leave a review.